It was a must win, and New York City got it tonight at Yankee Stadium. A special NYCFC Views Live. I'm Glenn Crooks, along with Roberto Abramowitz. We're going to go over it in a moment. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. NYCFC Views. Collins approaches the shot, and New York City wins the first MLS Cup on their first try. And they're going crazy. The sickest New York City FC podcast. It's going to be sick. It always feels better to win. I'm Glenn Crooks, Roberto Abramowitz. We just finished calling the game. Roberto on the Spanish side of the New York City FC network. Myself on the English side. And we got to call a couple of goals tonight as New York City uh, defeated CF Montreal 2-0. Andres Jason at the half-hour mark. Montsef Bakrar at the 37-minute mark for both their second goal. All competitions uh, in their career for uh, New York City FC. Uh, Roberto, welcome. I, I, look, it's uh, and, and a good chance to, to do this live. Maybe uh, people uh, on their way home, uh, whether it's on their commute or however they're uh, transporting themselves from Yankee Stadium uh, back to their abodes, uh, perhaps watching this. Or those who didn't make it out to the stadium, hopefully listen to us. And then uh, while they were watching Apple... Uh, I heard there was some Apple uh, TV difficulties on the Whoa. pronunciation of Andres Jason, and uh, what was the other thing? Uh, th- there was there was so, there were two things that came out. Uh, oh, that it was the first time that the, uh, the New York City wore their park parks kits, their green kits. So those are it's you not know. the first time; it's the second time they. I'm it. saying this is what was said on the Apple broadcast. Oh, You're God. texting and doing things and well, not even I'm listening to, to me. Well, because I'm trying to tell people that we're on live on Twitter. All right, go ahead. I, I know it wasn't that, the first. Right? I'm saying there were. Uh, we, I, I saw on Twitter there were issues with the Apple broadcast, just on informational things. You know that's okay. Look, hey, we love our guys from Apple. We by do. The way. They're we very do. cool. We, we got do. To but see you should them all, during the game. Yeah, but a lot of people did the drop down and listen to the English commentary <laughs> and uh, the, the whole time. Can't do that in Spanish. They can't yet. do it in Spanish. Should be able to. It's not happening yet. It should be home and away. Hasn't happened yet. But we, I guess we have to give them time to uh, to figure out. But let's 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 stick with the game. And uh, what were your first impressions uh, you know what's your first reaction if i say all right what about this game it was it was a absolute professional win they went about their business they got the job done they it was interesting to see the strategy that uh, new york city had and the fact that for instance andres jason was such a focal point of the strategy or maybe it was because of the way that montreal was defending jason but a lot of the good things that happened in this game started on that side and they were looking for him quite a bit there was a beautiful seven pass sequence that ended with jason's goal it could have been 11 except that perea lost the ball and they got it back and then they started again coming out of their own end and so they went end to end seven passes and a nice dribble beautiful cut on the inside i don't think that they were expecting that and then the shot with the left foot to the far post well that Just was absolutely stunning the left footed shot no it was wonderful we talked about jason and and uh Bakrar scoring the goals and uh, the English commentary, which was available on the Apple TV drop down. This is how it sounded. Andres Jason, second career goal. 
Let's hear it, Sammy. This ball as he drives across field to find Ledesma. Now the combination between Ledesma and Kufre. Maxi Morales shows in a half space, and he leaves it for Ledesma, who finds Andres Jason with a lot of freedom on the right. He's in the penalty area to his left, curls it for a goal, and there's the opening goal. On a Wednesday night in a must-win situation for New York City FC, and it's Andres Jason. His second career goal, both coming in 2023. And New York City off some wonderful ball movement and a tremendous finish with the left by Andres Jason. Well, what a move this is. It starts off in NYCFC's own penalty area and ends up in the back of Montreal's net. The interchange of play between Ledesma, Maxi Morales and Kufre is exquisite. And the right-footed pass from Kufre just absolutely arrowed across to Andres Jason. And the belief in his ability here, Andres Jason, as he just cuts inside Corbo onto his weaker left foot and curls it into the far corner. It's as though he does it all day. He does it every day of the week in training. I guarantee he doesn't. He doesn't do it in games very often, but this is magnificent from Jason. All right. So, and uh, I gave Ledesma the assist in my call, but that was Brian Kufre who, as uh, Maddie described it, arrowed the ball across to uh, Jason. But impressive. Left-footed, curled it. I mean, that's as uh, good a finish as you can find. And, and not only that, as good a build-up as you can find. I mean, that was absolutely awesome. The way the team just came out of a high-pressure situation, because Montreal, as Eduardo Sala likes to do, was pressing high. Perea lost the ball, got it back, and then they started the sequence again. And New York City just calmly got the ball out of their penalty area, moved it up the left side, switched the ball to the right, found Jason, and then Jason did his thing. And uh, it was a great goal. Second goal uh, for Andres Jason. And so now the um, the homegrowns have three. They would have had four except for that game against uh, Atlas, and they took the ball away. They took the goal away. Yeah. Well, and it ended a streak of uh, 300, and we had calculated 324 minutes without scoring a goal. It seemed longer. Yeah, I <laughs> really did. Meanwhile, Mont- Montreal hasn't scored against New York in over three ga- three games and, and, and change. The last time they scored was in that 4-1 to win that New York City had at City Field two years ago. That was the last time they scored. That was a Mihailovic call. They're an interesting team. So what? They've had uh, three three-game losing streaks. They'd had a four-game win streak. If they had won the night, it would have been another four-game win streak. It's crazy. They've been shut out in 13 of their 26 games. That's crazy. But what's crazy is the huge difference between home and away. That, that That's where this gets uh, crazy. So, for instance... Um, let me see. I had it here someplace. I'll get to it. I'll get to it in a second. But Montreal has been horrific away, and they've been very, very good at home. So um, yeah. Well, here's the record. I've got it yeah, here. They're right. uh, they're two ten and two now on the road, and nine and three at home. New York City improves to five three and four at home, which is not a particularly uh, and certainly for them that's not a good uh, home mark. It's uh, almost. Um, exclusively been better than that uh, uh, since the opening year, in fact, but 1-7-7 seven, and seven on the road for New York City. That's why these home games are so important. Uh, they've struggled more on the road than Montreal has. Yes, they have, because now they only, they only have one goal. 
I mean, rather, own victory on the road, and it was at Montreal, which, by the way, was the last shutout for New York City, was against Montreal as well. And who gets the clean sheet tonight? Matt Freeze. So you've got this back-and-forth uh, goalkeeping situation. Uh, there's no clear number one, that's for sure, unless Matt Freeze wins the battle tonight and they give him the rest of the games. I thought whoever they started at the uh, the commencement of the break – was going to go. Uh, was, but, you know, 2-0 to Minnesota, 3-0 to Cincinnati. But you could hardly blame Barraza. I couldn't blame yeah. him for any of the goals that he allowed against Minnesota and against Cincinnati. Uh, Ariel Judas, so, so. my partner in the uh, Spanish broadcast, yeah. believed that the third goal, which is that, that, that long shot that went into the upper corner, that he had a shot at that one, and I disagree. Okay. But uh, he thinks that that one he could have done better on. I just have no, no idea how he could have gotten there. And you could see that uh, Montreal, now whether they would have pressed as high and put as much pressure uh, on Freeze as they did, if Barraza was in goal, it's hard to say. Um, that's the one, uh, uh, well, I don't want to say liability, but tonight Freeze uh, was, uh, I wouldn't call him comfortable with his feet. Not, not. I, I wouldn't use that word, but uh, he didn't get into no. any uh, real issues um, with his feet. So uh, here's the difference in the game for me. Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So Montreal had like two really good opportunities to score. And they have the same problem that New York City has, especially with Romel Kyoto out for the rest of the year with a hamstring pull. So he's done. So they haven't been able to score. They sent they sent Kai Kamara away earlier in the season, and boy, they could really use him. He's not around, and so they can't score. So they had like two or three chances. There was one point where there were three guys running into the uh, into the six, and the ball was just behind them, and they weren't able to score. That would have been one one at that point, um, or was on the other side of the field. I mean, there was they they had chances. They just this. didn't finish them. Yeah. They had chances, and they just didn't finish them. So here's something that I, that I wanted to talk about, too, about Montreal. So they've scored um, in their five road matches. In their previous five road matches, they've had as many goals as they scored in Toronto, which was a 3-2 win. That's how bad they have been on the road. All right. And they've been unstoppable at home because at home they have eight shutouts. And away from home, they com they continue to allow goals. So this was now the tenth time this season where they've allowed two or more goals in an away game, and yet at home they have eight shutouts. And New York City broke that streak with that one nothing victory with a Pellegrini goal. And the other thing you see with Montreal, uh, Roberto, and that, that's those are uh, stark. Uh, statistics and Hernan Lasada had similar issues at DC United home and away, mm -hmm. um, but uh, it, only two draws all year. So they either win or lose. <laughs> so, uh, but the other famine. thing is, is, is Montreal against New York City. Nineteen times they've played all time, all competitions, and New York City's only lost twice. Yeah, and they've won now five of the last six meetings, in, including that uh, three-one playoff. Uh, win last year they, and uh, they are a sight for sore eyes they they really are and by the <laughs> way I, I i sent uh i sent sammy uh a picture that i that i was able to take tonight if we can put that up because this is uh let's see so this is what i took tonight uh of the beautiful blue moon and it is a once in a blue moon victory 
Uh, <laughs> Very nice. For the Berta. way it's going. Yeah. I mean, they, they, the last win that New York City have, forgetting the Toronto game, was, um, what was it, July 1st against Montreal. And before that, you have to go all the way back to April 22nd at City Field when they beat Dallas 3-1. to I mean, this is only the sixth victory of the season. But, okay, we're looking at that point. Once you start looking at the standings, you know, New York City is within three points now of, of, uh, of Chicago. Place. Yeah, yeah. Now, Chicago. There's lines. games in hand. All the play, all the teams ahead of them, I think, still have at least a game in hand. Oh, Chicago's still um, losing, and that game is in the 90th minute. That is in the 90th minute, and it's still one nothing. While yeah. only 9,187 in Soldier Field. Ouch. Wednesday night is rough Ouch. in MLS. Uh, you don't see. How about yeah. uh, Houston about to beat Columbus? And they've really surprised. But the the game that, that you know, I'm sure most people were watching on Apple TV tonight. Uh, you know, I don't know if New York City supporters had two TVs going or how they handled it. Uh, Inter-Miami playing host in Nashville. And uh, uh, Lionel Messi, uh, Sergi Busquets, and Jordi Alba still have not lost the game. But. Uh, they didn't win this one. They did not they, win. They'd won the previous uh, what nine. So this is um, this is a nil nil draw against Nashville, a good team. So uh, Nashville uh, but- played very well defensively. That for what I heard, I have friends of mine who were like watching the game and just like giving me updates through the whole. Now, obviously, Argentinian. By the way, I just wanted you to know. How about my since- good friends Carlos and uh, oh, Andrew okay. Sarate? Nice. So, yes, they, they were keeping tabs on that. Not listening to my broadcast, but watching that. So, <laughs> well, I'm sure. Uh, I Chris Pencil was the ref, we were, by the way. We were stu- oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, who's our ref? Who was the ref for our game uh, last at week? Cincinnati, yeah. yeah. So, the, the, the game that really uh, Atlanta's up 1 0 at home against Cincinnati for 80 minutes, and then Cincinnati scores twice, and uh, they uh, clinch a playoff berth. Cincinnati needed to beat Atlanta to clinch the playoffs. It's the second earliest playoff clinching uh, in MLS history. So Cincinnati, they, you know, they're running away with a supporter shield, and uh, I think it's uh, clear cut that the, they're going to get that. And uh, well, what a se- what a season for them. And we saw it close up on uh, on Wednesday. I think one of the ways it was described, excuse me, over the weekend, one of the ways it was described to me is. Uh, there were a lot of men out there playing soccer and they, <laughs> I, you know, they're led yeah. by Matt Miazga at the back, I guess, if, uh, yeah. if you're looking for that. Um, so uh, after every game, there's uh, we uh, there, there's a post game presser and uh, Chris Sakonis, who you see, uh, you see his head between ours behind there. There's a nice way from Chris. He helps on the uh, English side of the broadcast. Uh, I'm looking at quotes and I don't know uh, how you can see that here. Here's a well, little trick. I'm going to check. What are you doing? Oh, wow. How would you do you. that? Oh, <laughs> I don't know how to do anything. But uh, here's Nick on Andres Jason goal. He said it was his first goal at Yankee Stadium. We just congratulated him in the dressing room. And I think, you know, those moments are really important because as a group that is really together and as a group that really believes in each other on a night. Uh, we win, and one of our own gets his first goal at Yankee Stadium. It was a really important moment to celebrate. And they're talking about he's homegrown. He's these guys uh, growing up uh, uh, around Yankee Stadium, watching New York City games before they even joined the academy. And um, then uh, next from Nick uh, uh, Roberto, and bounce off any of these you want on building off of the win. Again, this is Nick Cushing. Who look. Uh, Nick Cushing is not embattled, meaning uh, there's not a sense that uh, he was, even before this game, in trouble. I think it's the end of the season, and then the assessment occurs. But, um, you know, the 
the the tension and it, it rises. I mean, when you're the head coach, when you're the man and your team's not winning, it's tough. So here's what he said on building off the win. I think one thing this season has taught us that uh, maybe performance isn't enough. Maybe tactics and shape and the ability to play a style isn't enough because we've had so many games like Minnesota, like Charlotte, where we dominate the ball energy high. I've sat here so many times and said, I thought we deserved more. Now we're in a headspace where we've just got to go and take it. And we're going to suffer a little bit like we did today in moments. And we're going to need everybody. And we're going to have to roll with the punches at times. All this does is give us an opportunity to get two wins back to back, which is talking about uh, Vancouver on Saturday. So in my uh, pregame live that I do at 6 o'clock uh, on the Spanish side, and it's on, e- it's on uh, NYCFC Espanol in Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it these days, and on my Facebook page, uh, Roberto Abramovich Oficial. So we have it there, and Ariel and I, you know, we do what you do, you know, half an hour. Uh, ours is 90 minutes before the game. And one of the questions we got from the audience was uh, about if Nick Christian was in trouble. And I keep on trying to explain to people that he's really not, and, he, and nor should he be. And I know all the talk about Cushing out, and uh, there was a banner that was there in the stands and uh, with the supporter section. And we watch, you know, we read the groups, and we're, we're members of New York City supporters in Spa- and what do you call it, on Facebook and the other group as well. And well, we see what the fans are writing and all that. And well, uh, to, and- to just no, uh, you'll continue, but he reads it too. Yeah. You know, he's admittedly, he, he likes to see what people are thinking. He sees it and he responds to it. But go ahead. So here's my, my point is this. I, I think if you look at Nick, I'm not saying that he's blameless for anything, but I don't think he's any more to blame than anything else. And I, I would actually say that he's a lot less to blame than a lot of the things. This is a team that hasn't had a number nine all season long. It's hard to win an MLS when you don't have a number nine. It's hard to win on a team where you took the best number nine in the league, arguably, in Valentin Tati Castellanos, and you wind up selling him, and you don't really replace him. At least last year, you had Ebert, and Ebert could fill in and do a really good job, I thought, especially you know as he was coming in back to his own being physically 100% from a, a really massive injury that he suffered in the Chicago game in Red Bull Arena. And so... This is New York City, by the way, just yeah. for the record. So um, <laughs> when, when I look at, at the team, and, and they brought in uh, Monsef Bakrar. Monsef Bakrar is a type of player that is a project. Monsef Bakrar is a player that needs to play behind a really good veteran number nine that is going to be your starter and that he can learn the ropes. He scored eight goals in 38 games in Croatia. That is not a fantastic number. But they obviously feel that he has a lot of talent and that they're going to be able to get a lot of talent and a lot of goals and a lot of positive plays out of him. I think that they understand that the same way that they were able to do that with Tati, that they're going to be able to try to do something that they can fine-tune his game where he's going to be a hell of a lot more effective. But he needs to do that behind a guy who is there and doing it already. And New York City has not had this all year long. So... And New York City cut the budget on players uh, for this year, and that's not something that they plan to do. They were told that that's what they have to do. You know, so the budget is less. And so when those things all get together, right, the coach doesn't have the exact same team that he that they had last year. He didn't come close, well, actually. Well, not nearly yeah, uh, the same not team. Close. No, no. And so for 
everybody to blame Nick Cushing for everything that's going on and that they feel that somehow by pushing out Nick Cushing and by pushing out David Lee that they're going to solve the problems of this team. They're absolutely wrong. They're not the problem. They weren't the problem, okay? They're not. So if New York City wants to get back to the New York City of the past three or four years, they're going to have to spend more on players, and they're going to have to get players that are going to be able to get in here and contribute and right off the bat. And until that happens, you know, maybe Bakrar is going to turn into something a hell of a lot better, a lot quicker than most of us thought. We hope so for the New York City's sake. And can they make a run and make it into the playoffs? And then who knows what's going to happen? Let's see. But this is an incomplete team. It's been an incomplete team all year Well, one thing uh, uh, Nick Cushing said, and I do this exclusive uh, pregame uh, with him before every match, which you should tune to. You should listen to the things Roberto uh, does and follow him. Uh, you could follow me. Uh, but this, this Nick uh, Cushing pregame, uh, which is on the New York City FC network, uh, I, I sense that um, – you know, not everybody listens to it, and I, I would like you to because you learn things from these interviews. I try to put up as many clips as I can, but sometimes I can't get everything up. But he, he made an interesting observation about Bakrar, and he talked more about the future. He said he's going to be a very good goal scorer in the future. That's the way they see it. And here's what he said tonight about Bakrar. Ultimately, uh, Monsef is going to score goals. I think we're disappointed when he missed his chances against Minnesota. Uh, but I say to him, the best nines, they just move on from missing chances, and then they put the next one in. I'm delighted he scored tonight because he was frustrated uh, after Minnesota. But I, the player that really uh, I enjoyed watching more than any other uh, tonight for New York City FC, yes, Andres Jason was the player of the match, and I don't argue that at all because uh, game-winning goal, Beautiful finish. I think he worked hard the whole game. He drew fouls the way he does in in, uh, in um, important situations. But Andres Perea in the midfield, that's an excellent acquisition. When you talk about transfers, and, you know, Burke Reese is another one you could talk about, but you win and lose games in the midfield. Whether you play through the midfield or not, how uh, someone who can put in the mileage and has the quality on both sides of the ball as Perea, um, I'm really impressed with him. And the fact that James Sands couldn't go tonight because of the hamstring, uh, I, I think uh, really pointed towards Perea even more. He can play alone in the six. He can play the eight. He could probably play the 10. I mean, he is a versatile midfielder. And mm -hmm. Sands, by the way, saw him on the way in, uh, and he said he'll be good to go for the weekend. To, the hamstring. I mean, better. you don't have to rush him now, right? I mean, if you really make sure that you you have everybody healthy for the stretch run, and New York City has seven games to go, you know, you need no, everybody good healthy. Good point. So, he's gotta, you know, he said, he said he's not going to go unless he's 100%. Yeah, he, exactly. But he, you know, he's close to it. He said. So anyway. I, was, I, I was excited to see uh, Perea as well. Uh, I thought that he that he had a, a, you know, a really solid game. But the other guy who, when he came in, and I, I'm starting to get, like, giggly with him a little bit, uh, is William Fernandez. Fernandez. Julian Fernandez, I mean, he had one run into the box where he just, like, beat everybody. And the only thing, it was a great save by uh, Sirua. Sirua made a fantastic save. No, I wouldn't don't call it fantastic, Roberto. He stood in the middle of the goal and the shot. Right, I'm fine. saying, no, no, I'm just saying it wasn't a fantastic save. Okay, it was a good, a good save. save. All right, it's fine. a good save. But but you you can't call it fantastic or top flight or you know he was he was in the middle of the goal the sh uh, but what Fernandez did leading up to it and you know what his shot was on frame 
No, I think it was a fine shot. I mean, right. It's a good shot. I, I, I'll, 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 I'll agree, I'll agree yeah. with you. I'll agree. I went a little bit over. But and Fernandez, I, went over, but I wonder if Fernandez was trying to go, uh, you know, five hole. I was wondering if he was trying to go between his legs because did yeah. he purposely hit it up the middle? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think know. he did because yeah. I don't think he had an angle to go far post. And I think because Maybe of the, the, how tight it was. And I thought that he tried to go under his legs. And uh, look, Cedar is a really good goalie. Yeah. And uh, he's yeah. had a fantastic season. But. You know, New York City has his number too. Yeah, for sure. Three nil uh, in the regular play uh, this year for a total. If you're going to go aggregate, New York City has beaten Montreal three nothing in the season series. But Montreal, they are still above the playoff line oh, yeah. in uh, eighth place. So they right have 35. Now, they yeah. have 35 points. So let me just open it up. Uh, yeah, 35, which puts them in eighth. Chicago's on 32, so that game is over. So they have lost. And then it's D.C. United in 10th place with 30. Charlotte in 11th place also with 30 points. Then it's the New York Red Bulls on 29 and New York City on 29. And wouldn't you know it, uh, in uh, what September 16th, you'll have the international break. But uh, the return game for the international break is the Hudson River Derby. And that could be – that's a massive – points match that's a six-point game obviously yes it's uh it's one of those that will uh, be something to look forward to but I mean, first a lot you gotta, of the teams, you gotta a, do well a lot of the teams that are ahead of them are on the schedule dc's on the schedule yep chicago is decision day on the schedule um so uh and the red bulls yep. they're on the schedule and so is Miami. On September Man, the so is Miami. Those aren't ahead. Those are behind. But you know, but that's at Miami. So right at Miami. But you're looking in the rearview mirror there. Look, Nashville went to Miami and got out of there zero zero. So, yeah. So uh, that's just about gonna do it for us. Be- here's what happens: is uh, they actually <laughs> they close down the press area ninety minutes after the final whistle, and we're uh, we're approaching that border of uh, somebody coming in here with a sledgehammer <laughs> to get us out of the booth. But uh, I would say uh, I'm looking forward to Vancouver. Uh, we don't see, you, you don't necessarily see a lot of them unless you stay up late and uh, watch your Apple TV. Uh, but I do know they have uh, their co-leading goal scorer is a kid from just down the road. He played at PDA. I got to know him a little bit, Brian White. And uh, he, he – Red Bull Academy guy, then signed a first team contract with the Red Bulls. I was kind of surprised that they uh, that they moved him for like four hundred thousand dollars in GAM out to Vancouver, and uh, for Vancouver along with Ryan Gold, that's a that's a very difficult combination that New York City will have to uh, defend well okay, in order right. to be successful against and, Vancouver. And not only that, I love Ryan Gold. Ryan Gold is just such a fantastic player. Yeah. And again, we don't get to see him much because of the time difference and all that. Brian White has been fantastic. But remember, they let Julian Gressel go because they knew that they were signing Richie Larea. And Richie Larea always gives New York City fits. When he was with Toronto, he gave him absolute fits so uh he's there and i like their goalie yohei takaoka he's been playing very very well for them so um they're going to be fun they're they're a fun team to watch and uh new york city can't take them lightly new york city can't take anybody lightly and they desperately need the three points new york city seriously needs 15 points out of these five games at home right so it's just it's one win and that's where nick cushing said post game it's like now we're just it's Try for uh, back-to-back wins, and that'll be Saturday. Uh, our airtime on the New York City FC Network, Spanish and English, will be 3.15 uh, Eastern time, and then kickoff is uh, 
39. And again, if you're watching on Apple, you can do the drop down. If you don't have the drop down for English, uh, or if you, if you don't have it, since it's not in Spanish, just sync it up. It's not that difficult. <laughs> I just yell at everybody every year. I know you just just sync it yeah, up, man. You free, it. freeze it at kickoff. Wait for the audio to catch no, up. No, no, no. The I'm audio is ahead. Our audio is ahead of the. No, it's okay. not ahead. Oh, yes, it is. No, it's not. Oh, absolutely. Right, Our okay. audio is a hundred percent ahead. Oh, we've got uh, ninety seconds. We just got a note from, uh, like we said, there was no sledgehammer, but we did get a note, so that's going to uh, do it for us. So a special NYC FC views. Live, thanks to Sammy for being up late to uh, make this thing happen. So for Roberto Abramowitz, I'm Glenn Crooks. Uh, good night for New York City. 2-0. Goals by Jason and Bakrar to uh, get on the right track. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast NYCFC Views on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Do professional.